Good morning, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Judy Fitzgerald, and I am a 10-year breast cancer survivor. I thank God every day that I'm here, and I take nothing for granted, as I'm sure you all have come to that realization as well. For the past 10 years since my diagnosis, I have been very involved in the breast cancer community, and I know very well how difficult those first few days are when you're newly diagnosed. And in this time of COVID, I can't imagine what it must be like when probably the thing you want the most is a hug from a friend or a visit from your family. And that's been taken away from you in in this time, you know, critical time. So I want to be here as a voice that hopefully will be able to give you some comfort I am not a medical professional, but I am a, uh, my, my actual profession was a teacher, and uh, my students were a great source of love and support for me. Lucky for me, I was teaching in a Catholic school, and my faith is very important to me. Between my faith and the support of my family, my students, and my friends, it made my my journey bearable. So I'm reaching out to you and just saying that I know how you feel. I know how scared you are. I know how your whole world has been turned upside down. But I hope by listening to some of my my reflections that it will help you to take a deep breath and figure out what the best thing, which the best way forward. So in my last podcast, Uh, I told you that uh, going into my second opinion consultation, we knew there were microcalcifications in my right breast. Now, normally, that would have been followed up uh, pre-surgery with a needle biopsy to determine... uh, possibly some clinical pathology of that area. But because in my physical exam, in my second opinion, a lump was discovered in my left breast, a decision was made to evaluate that tumor to see how advanced it was uh, before making any other decisions. So my medical team uh, and myself decided that the best way forward was to go ahead and have a biopsy of that tumor and then to sit down and reevaluate. So I was scheduled for uh, what is what is called a stereotactic biopsy. If you have a solid mass in your in your breast, what they do is they use a mammogram machine and a radiologist then takes two images of the breast tissue and then he takes a sample. It's, it, it sort of sounds like and it feels like a staple gun and you're, you have plenty of anesthesia in that area, a numbing, uh, a numbing uh, anesthesia. And believe me, it sounds not, not very good, but it, I, I am not a great one for medical procedures and it really was not that bad. So I, I then had... Um, the samples taken, and then we were going to uh, 
you know, go forward and, and make our decision about, about what to do next. So at this point, this is called your clinical pathology. Your clinical pathology is when due to either a physical exam or the results of your initial biopsy, the pre-surgery biopsy, they are, are then evaluating at that point the best thing for you to, uh, the best, you'll then have the best information to make, to make your decision. So when I had my clinical biopsy, the tumor itself showed that it was a stage one. So stage one meant that, yes, it was invasive, but as far as they knew at that point, it was not in the lymph nodes. Uh, they, how they can tell if it's in the lymph nodes is they can do that by physical exam to feeling the lymph nodes under your arms. And I had no sign of that uh, at that point, but of course that could change in surgery. So I was classified as stage one in the left breast pre-surgery and stage zero in the right breast. Stage zero means that the cancer is still confined to the duct and has not escaped the duct, so it is not considered invasive. And again, this is only their understanding prior to the surgery. So a word of caution on that. When you receive your cancer staging, if you, as an example, were to receive information from the clinical biopsy that your cancer was very aggressive, uh, dividing very fast. In cases where the tumor is large, sometimes even before they will go to surgery, they may advise chemotherapy to try to kill some of the cancer cells and shrink the tumor to make sure that when they go in and, and then excise the tumor that they can be sure to, to, to get it all, get a clear margin. So the lower the number of your clinical biopsy, the lower the chances are that the cancer has spread. Now back to my original caution. Let's say just for the sake of discussion that your cancer, if you go to the internet, which is what I did, the internet can be your best friend because it can give you vital information and educate you, but it can also be your worst enemy because breast cancer and statistics can sometimes not even be in the same page. So for argument's sake, we'll say that your cancer has a survival rate of 5%. Well, who's to say that you're not going to be in that 5%? As I said earlier, when I was diagnosed, I read every book I could find by a survivor who had, had long-term uh, longevity. And one of my favorite books I read, although being offering some comic relief, was called I'm Alive and the Doctor's Dead. And it's written by Sue Buchanan. And she was giving a very dire diagnosis by her doctor. And... You know, she did all the right things. She had the treatment and she 
changed her lifestyle and just as the title says, she's still alive and the doctor is dead. So in my case, what happened from my clinical pathology was they knew I had invasive cancer in the left side. They knew we had, I had cancer percolating in the right side. And then the decision was, which will be where you will be, what do we do? Do we do two lumpectomies? Uh, I had already decided mentally, because I had an issue with the left side in the past, that I was going to have a mastectomy on the left side. Uh, just to refresh your memory, I had had uh, an issue with the left breast 10 years prior, which was said to be benign, but we'll talk more about that later. I decided in my own mind that since I was going to already have a, a mastectomy on the left side, for cosmetic reasons, I might as well have a double mastectomy. Well, as you know, surgeons are reluctant to do such radical surgery without giving all the options. And at that point, they thought that the area in the right breast was was pretty limited. So the next step I had was I had a MRI of, of the right breast. And the end result was that there was such extensive ductal in situ cancer in the right breast that they didn't really feel at that point it was prudent to go ahead and try to to save that that area and i pretty much at that point resigned myself to that to that reality and just to refresh your memory about what we spoke about before is that it's a very difficult decision because there is no statistical advantage of mastectomy over lumpectomy if the cancer is pretty well contained. Many people with stage zero cancer, ductal in situ or LCIS, lobular in situ cancer, have wonderful results with just a lumpectomy and radiation. Now also, I'm gonna throw in another factor in my decision. If I were to go initially for a single mastectomy, then the chances increased that perhaps I would need chemotherapy uh, or I would need radiation in the right side, depending on what that, that um, pathology showed in the, uh, in the surgery. And because at that point we thought that my cancer was stage one in the left side, and again, stage zero in the right side, and from the physical exam, we did not see any indication, it was in the lymph nodes, by having a double mastectomy, I was getting an insurance, more of an insurance policy that if all went well, if I had the double mastectomy, if I did not have lymph node involvement, 
if my cancer was indeed still stage zero, I might not be required to have chemotherapy. So my decision was to have a, a double mastectomy. So I'm going to leave you in this podcast here because I am going to talk in the next one about uh, my mastectomy. And there were lots of options for that, which we will talk about in the next, in our next uh, time together. So meanwhile, I pray for your safety. I pray for your mental health. I pray that God will help you make your decisions. And if you need help, I will admit that in that very, very stressful time, I actually sought help uh, and I did get some anxiety medicine. So don't be afraid to, to reach out to your doctor if, if, if you think that that is something that could be helpful. The most important thing right now with the stress that you are, you are suffering is to make yourself as comfortable as possible. And there's no reward for, for suffering any more than, than is already something that is a very big decision and a very big burden in your life. So till the next time, I will say goodbye for now. And thank you for joining me. For more information, please go to my website, www.sisters4prevention.com. And again, if you have any questions that you would like me to address in my podcast, please let me know, and I'll be happy to, to do, to do a, a session on that as well. Goodbye for now.